0: Welcome to Adore Podcast. I know you've missed us and we're back. Uh, We have a really fun episode for you coming up today. But first, we want to tell you why we've been gone
1: for so long. First of all, we were literally just living our lives.
0: Yeah. Sometimes things get busy and you work like 50-hour weeks and then you have a baby and also like life happens and Sam has been volunteering. And we just really like to be actual human beings and not live on the internet.
1: And, you know, we don't do this... Uh, we make zero dollars and zero cents for this podcast, and we um, have to work around, like, a different schedule to get time in a recording booth, and it is a little bit complicated to match each other up, especially because I don't work a nine-to-five, so I have, I have, I work on weekends, maybe. The sex trade is really an off schedule. The sex trade? I don't,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not the word I would use. The sex Is it not a sex trade? It, well, I mean, we don't trade sex, but. You trade sex products for money which makes it just the sex industry i mean which is a sex don't sleep anyway um what have we done in between now and then alex you have big news yes i got engaged
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes we went to alaska (laughs) and i got engaged i'll tell you how it happened because i know you want to know oh first of all austin and i have been together for five years we have a kid and we live together so it's really not that eventful we kind of have done things backwards um But anyway, we were hiking in Alaska and Austin turns around next to some graffiti on the trail that says Boo Bear and says, Alex, I'm wearing a tuxedo shirt. And I was like, um, what? And he ripped his shirt off and was, in fact, wearing a tuxedo dry fit shirt. And I was like, have you owned that the whole time that I've known you? And he was like, what? And I said, is this a new shirt or have you just owned it forever? And he was like, no, I bought it for today. And I was like, okay, but why? And then he was shaking and he started crying and, like, whipped a ring out and was like, because I know you told me not to do this because I threatened him not to propose to me on this trip. (laughs) Like an asshole. And then... um... Yeah, so he gave me the ring. The actual ring, something went wrong in the forging process, so they had to start it all over. (laughs) So he had to hurry up and buy a different ring to propose to me with, but it's still very pretty, and it's very exciting. And we were in Alaska, and he had a tuxedo shirt, which he now owns forever. So hopefully you'll get to see him in that someday.
1: He's going to wear that in bed now.
0: He's not. (laughs)
1: It's actually really thick. (laughs) So like, it's kind of a hot hiking shirt. It is very hot. He
0: wore it most of the day and then he took it off and I was like, why did you take that off? And he was like, uh, because it's hot.
1: <laughs> um, and what, I, mine is much less exciting. I did not get engaged. I did not go to Alaska. I yeah, she not... did not get engaged. <laughs> Hint. We did go on a cruise, which was pretty fun. We went to the Bahamas and that takes a lot of time. I don't know if any of you have ever been on a cruise, but that is a stressful process. Do it, because it's really cool, but I swear, preparing for the cruise took three times as long as the actual cruise itself. So, that's really... Well, we moved. I moved in with my partner. That's very exciting. We got a beautiful apartment, thanks to the gay mafia for getting us the hookup.
0: Now you officially own
1: cats. And now I am officially a cat lady, because I have adopted my partner's cats, which is so gay of me, and not a thing I ever thought I would do. Is there a certificate? Like, a gay adoption certificate? Oh, I... You know, it don't say that to her because she will print one off at work. <laughs> but there's that. So we've been uh, kind of busy. Sorry, we've been gone. We promise we'll be back more regularly now. We just needed a little rest. But time. not not a hard promise. Like <laughs> that's a promise that we will be back,
0: and it won't be like four months. But yeah, just understand that we're people. That's
1: all. And anyway, we have a super exciting episode now that you waited for so yeah. long. We have not just one guest, but two guests. So uh, why don't you guys go ahead. They've just been sitting here awkwardly listening (laughs) to me and Alex talk for 10 minutes. Um, Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves?
2: Okay. Hi. Um, I'm Anna. I'm Sam's best friend. Only best friend.
1: <laughs>
0: Not my only friend. <laughs> she is um, actually Sam's only friend. Oh,
2: really? <laughs> so. I have friends
1: who listen to this podcast, okay. I know. Well,
2: I'd like them to know that I'm the best friend. <laughs> um, me and Sam met in seventh grade, we and we've been soulmates ever since. And um, she's kind of been my, what would I say?
1: Your guide my, dog.
2: My guide dog, <laughs> I guess, into the queer community since kind of figuring out my sexuality in the past year, so I'm definitely grateful to have her. Um, I just came out to my immediate family as bisexual two weeks ago, and introduced them to my girlfriend the same day,
1: so that was a lot. That's a fun story, we'll tell it in a little bit. (laughs) Carter, what about you? Hi, I'm Carter.
2: (laughs) I'm
3: queer. I identify as Anna's girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> and I was the one who met the parents same day as the coming out.
1: How was that for you? You know, it was
3: all in a day's work. <laughs>
1: Just doing the Lord's work, dating Anna?
3: Dating Anna. Yeah, I I was prepared.
1: Um, How long have you been out? Forever. Yeah, since
3: I, the womb? Well, I've never had a real formal coming out at time place. It's been pretty fluid. My parents are psychologists.
0: Ooh.
1: So
3: there's been a lot of spectrum talk my whole life
1: interesting so yeah it's been pretty smooth up
3: to this point smooth
1: gay sailing smooth gay
3: sailing just surfing the seas of my sexuality
0: oh i love that but
3: i do agree (laughs) the story of anna's coming out experience is
1: very why don't we just go ahead and tell the coming (laughs) out story okay before we do that can we
0: say how old you guys are if you don't mind just so people can get like a frame of reference
1: sure
2: i'm
3: 25 okay
0: I'm 26. Okay, cool. I only ask that because I think in our generation, even 10 years younger than us, the stories are a little bit different. So it makes a difference how old you are.
1: Okay, and I think That's to me it does. I just came out two weeks ago. Means something yeah. else if you're 18.
0: Yeah. So for okay. people who haven't come out or don't feel comfortable coming out, and they're older. Yeah. It's never too late. Yeah. You can also it. never
1: Perfect come out ever if you don't want to, and that's yeah. also okay. But uh, let's hear this story. This is a good one. I'll tell mine, which doesn't really exist in a little while. Sure. Where should I Where should I start, like, realizing
2: well, that I was at not the straight? Very,
1: let's start at the very beginning. That's a very, very good, good place, place to, to start. start.
2: Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so nice.
2: I knew that I wasn't straight since... Can we tell the story? I've known since I, that I was not straight since I met Sam, <laughs> which... Welcome back to I'm here for a gay away. Oh my gosh, <laughs> tell me. I need to know.
0: It's because she's so beautiful. She just not the brings reason. it out about her. That's, That's not the reason. reason. Um. Let it be the reason in my head, please.
2: <laughs> Sam, I think, has just always been so encouraging of me living my fullest life and That's my true my, my fullest being my truest self. Um Which is why I love you so much.
1: Can I tell the story about the conversation we had when we lived together about your aversion to yes, female bodies? So huh. I would just like to preface this with up until this happened, I was convinced that I was straight, hundred no percent like hanky panky. No, nothing. <laughs> she wasn't even thinking about it, wasn't looking at it, nothing. So Anna and I lived together for a year. We had an apartment together when we were eighteen, I guess. And Anna had been kind of religious uh, before okay. before this. She had, like, grown up in a religious upbringing and, and went to youth group and yada, yada. And and I knew that. And Anna obviously never judged me or, or anything about not being that way. So we had an apartment together. And I remember, I don't know why I remember this conversation so vividly, but one day we were sitting in our living room. And uh, we may have been imbibing a little bit. And Anna said to me, Sam... I objectively realize that women are beautiful. Like, women are good-looking. They're attractive. But I just can't imagine having a vagina in my face. Like, I just... I can't imagine being up close and personal with someone else's genitals in that way. And how do you even do that? And I said, well... For me, that's an ideal experience, um, but you know that's okay if you're not into that, and that's and that's all right. And recently, when Anna has, within the last year, like kind of kind of come to terms with everything, I very politely reminded her of that conversation that we had and asked how her feelings had changed in regards to vulvas in her face.
2: Um, yeah, definitely don't object to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, I identified as shape forever, but I'd known I think since seventh grade that I I wasn't, but I repressed it so hard I just never addressed it again until I was like twenty-one. Because Jesus or because other things? Um, because Jesus, because my family, um, both of my siblings are queer and my parents aren't particularly conservative, but their reaction to their identities was kind of confused and not super supportive just kind of like okay let's just make sure grandma doesn't find out
1: and not really I will say that your parents certainly could have responded worse to your siblings coming out oh, yeah um they didn't kick anyone out of the house they didn't you know there was not like abuse because of this happening but they were not necessarily accommodating is maybe the word that I want to use no I feel like it was Kind of, they di- they didn't
2: know what to do. My fam, my immediate family, I think, is you know extremely liberal, democratic. They're on the right side of history, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think they expected to have three queer children. And uh, my mother's extended family is uh, pretty conservative, hardcore Catholic. She was the only child of eight that left the Catholic Church, so I think she kind of had this kind of like black sheep. Thing going on where she didn't want to add something else to um, her bill of, like, conflict with way her family. way
1: failed in the family. Yeah.
2: Um, so, it wasn't terrible, but, it, it you know, it was kind of like this nice kind of brushing under the rug. Like Yeah, that's younger, a good way to put it. My younger sibling's girlfriend, who she was with for, I think, three years, that was always, you know, her special friend. That was her best friend. And, you know, they, they loved her, and, you know, whenever she came over to the house, they even lived with my parents for a little bit. It was very supportive, but i don't think they knew how to be open about that to my other family.
1: I think that your parents are okay with it, but i think that they are not sure of how to be okay claiming it. Yeah. Like i think yeah. that they're on paper okay with the fact that you're dating someone of the same gender or whatever, um but they don't they're not comfortable being publicly proud of it. I think that they're tolerant, but not proud. Tolerant, but may
2: <laughs> not accept fully. Yeah. To the extent. We're... Which is, I think, more than a lot of people <laughs> yeah. can
1: ask for. Yeah, so it, I don't it could think... have been a
2: lot worse. I'm yeah. grateful that they took it the way that they did, and we, we can get into that. No time yes. like the present to tell Do the coming it. Great. story. Okay, so about two weeks ago, I honestly like wasn't having that great of a day, and I was kind of emotionally bottoming out, and for some reason, <laughs> I felt like this was a good day. You know, I had kind of been thinking about coming out publicly to my to my parents at least for a while cuz I had started dating Carter and I wanted, you know, to be able to um be out with our relationship and um share this wonderful person with other people that I think, you know, should know about her. Um so <laughs> I was just not having a great day and I felt like I was so exhausted. Um, that I couldn't be scared of it anymore and I was like I'm just gonna do it like I was heading over to my parents to like pick up some laundry and I was like well there's no like fight left in me I don't have any fear (laughs) just rip off the band-aid right just rip off the band-aid and do it so um, I was in the living room with my mother and my father and they were kind of discussing um, my younger sibling's breakup with her girlfriend Um, and I was like oh you know uh, I had something I wanted to talk to you guys about it's kind of about stuff like that. And um, my mom was like, are you seeing someone? And I was like, yes. Well, first of all, she was like, is it that little man? Because I guess she... <laughs> I had, like, s- seen this person maybe, like, once. And they had stayed the night. And she saw him, like, coming out of my house one time.
1: And he was short is the and,
2: important and detail. That's short. why he was the little man. Because he yes. was... And Anna,
1: for reference, you listeners will not know this. Anna is quite tall. So <laughs> a normal 11. short person is... Extra short next to her.
2: Yeah. And I said, no, it's not the little man. And I just (laughs) kind of stopped talking and my my mother paused. (laughs) And she goes, it's a little woman, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. And I said uh, <laughs> Why little though? Like why <laughs> did she assume that? I I mean I guess most people are shorter than me. I but... think we were just riding
1: the little train.
2: Oh okay. I think she already
1: had little man, little woman. Oh okay. maybe she loves plot twist. The little man was a
2: trans, right? Yes. The the man that I was seeing.
1: The little I, one. The,
2: <laughs> the little man The Little One.
1: Um <laughs> He, I hope he doesn't hear this episode of us yeah. just calling him little. I'll
2: go ahead and do that on friend on Facebook. I don't <laughs> know if we're still friends, but we'll go ahead and do that. Anyway, he, yes, he identifies as male, was assigned female at birth. So um, I think maybe my mom, like, thought that she clocked him and was, like, confused and that's what she, oh, like, so she I said little know. woman because
1: she thought yeah. that she had misgendered someone. I think so. Okay, okay. that um, makes so much sense to me. Which, like, funny enough, Carter is smaller than you, <laughs> but I wouldn't call you little. I don't think you're. So I th- maybe she was trying to like cover
2: all her bases. Like, is she coming out right now, or did I misgender this person? <laughs> so I said, I said, yes, it's, it's a woman, and. <laughs> It's a woman. The it's a little first, lady mom. The first thing, like I look her in the face and, you know, she's just realized that I'm not straight. The first thing out of her mouth is, why are all my children homosexuals? <laughs> because they're at three for three right now. Yeah. All of us are queer. My, my father gets up and he says, well, there goes any hope for grandchildren and immediately goes, start, goes to the kitchen and pours himself a glass of whiskey.
1: So that's about how I thought it would go. I think you need to include the portion about me because um, yes. I like that I get to somehow roundaboutly be involved in Anna's coming out, though I was so, not there and didn't know what was happening.
2: Sam has always been this kind of, like, fun... I don't, I don't want to say unicorn, but, like, fun, sparkly... No, like, like a zoo animal. Ellen acceptable gay to my family. Oh. Where they, like, don't have... You know, like That is a good way to explain Sam to many people, I think. And, you know, because we... but <laughs> You know, they don't want to I guess address the fact in front of my extended family that their children are queer so when I have Sam over at these family functions they can just go balls to the wall ask her as many questions as they feel like they can about sexuality and being gay
1: and And obviously I choose to talk to strangers on the internet about this, so I will definitely talk to my best friend's family. And I've been going to, like, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, blah, 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 at Anna's family forever. So they've had ample opportunities to drill me, and they do. Like, they have asked so many questions, and I'm happy to educate anybody about it. But yeah, I think that I have been, for your family, the approachable gay who they they can ask me questions and they can... uh, Kind of quote unquote claim me without having to claim me, right? Um, and I'm okay with that, with playing that role yeah. for your family. So, my father comes back from the kitchen with his drink, <laughs>
2: and he kind of just sits down. We're kind of just like sitting with this information in the room, and he goes, "So you're not gay for Sam?" <laughs> and I was like, "Nope. Um, <laughs> love love Sam with all my heart, but I am not. I'm not gay." For Sam. Gay for is my favorite
1: phrase that any um straight person has ever said in their life. So is it like I a would say that we are gay you're not with gay with for each Sam? other.
2: As in, you know, we both participate <laughs> in gay activities Adjacently. Adjacently. But but nope, Dad, I'm not gay for Sam. And he goes, Well, that's <laughs> a shame. I really like Sam. And oh my like,
1: god. So maybe I don't know. I'm your parents' gay dream girlfriend is really what it boils down. Right. To maybe
0: forever. They were just like maybe Sam is see Anna's like secret
2: girlfriend. I and mean, to be fair, I think we that was lived a rumor together for a long time. We went to
1: all family functions together. We like wear each other's clothes. We wear each other's <laughs> shoes. To be fair, that's not an unrealistic expectation for some. Okay, to but have. also that's sometimes just what
0: friends do because mm. someone tried to say that my best friend and I were in a secret gay relationship for like years, oh, and wow. I was dating her brother okay so like that would have been hella weird to be doing but also we're not in a secret gay relationship so I think it's yeah. sometimes like best friends just time can seem that way if you're women like, I don't see anyone being like dude best friends are, like maybe they're secretly gay for each and other. That's because they
1: all know homo every 22 seconds to yeah, really clarify. I can get on for a whole everyone. pedestal about the sexualization of Ugh. female. Well, that's the thing. But everyone uh, commodifies lesbianism as long as it's in a sexy way. So they really want to push it right. on women who they find attractive. And that is its own issue. So basically, we're both so pretty that everyone thought we were a couple. Yeah. Because yeah. how can death. you live
0: in the same space together and be so attractive and, and, and not, not just of a yeah. yeah.
1: It's fair question honestly how does anyone ever not sexy pillow fight me that's my perpetual ponder into the world Uh, so i'll finish up just kind of what happened the rest of
2: uh the day that i came out so we're both we're kind of just like studying this information and i you know i'm trying to explain this um and i kind of was a little uh hurt by my father's comment that i was like you know adoption exists um, surrogates exist. This is not, like, the end of the line. Um, and he was like, it's not the same. So, I, for some reason, I think that I was very much their last hope for biological grandchildren. Because I was, like, the last straight. <laughs> and for some reason, that's very important to them. But, yeah, so we are kind of just seeing this information. My mother said that, uh, she felt like she had always known a little bit, which I don't know... I didn't kind of dive into that. I don't know what parts of me she was, like, suspicious about. Maybe it was Sam. She was just living with Sam. Maybe, was it was it. probably <laughs> just being associated with Sam. And she's like... She was probably thinking she like, oh, she goes it. she goes to all those those gay activities with <laughs> Sam. <laughs> and I, you know, I just caught she's a little bit of a it. She's been to a
1: drag show. Right.
2: <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> um, but she did make the comment that she... she didn't really care you know she just wants me to be with somebody who is good to me and takes care of me so that was really good to hear um so I think that her private feelings about it are very much in the right place but she's not able to express them because of the pressure from our extended family and the fact that our family is the only family in this giant you know um clan that has queer children so I, yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> been, um, it's been rough. I mean, I'm probably gonna, I mean, most likely publicly like post this episode to my social media, and you know, surprise guys. But um, <laughs> just blame Sam; she's the gay.
1: <laughs> it's all my fault. Um,
2: the
3: gateway.
1: Jordan. So yeah, the and gate-way. I just. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's what um, this episode
2: is gonna be called.
3: The gateway. Love it. G-E-I-G-H.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested to see if me being more open about it than maybe my siblings were kind of opens a discussion between um, my cousins and my aunts and uncles and just kind of see how it goes. Um, You're doing I,
0: great so far.
2: Yeah, I I don't want to, like, be so hush-hush about it, and I feel like everyone try to be hush hush about my sisters and um, their gender identities and their sexualities and I feel like it I'm just kind of tired of it <laughs> and you know I don't want to put my life on hold so that other people can be comfortable
1: yeah. I don't
2: see any point in that so Perhaps
1: to that yeah okay. yeah well, maybe absolutely. you're the catalyst that people need to be able to figure out themselves I would yeah. love to be it should
0: maybe. just be like oh Anna's not just like <laughs> She's not straight, everyone. She we can all be us. not straight together.
1: Honestly, do straight people even exist still? No. Oh my God. According please. to my parents,
0: <laughs> who are psychologists. Everyone's a little gay. Everyone is a little gay. Let's just get over it, can we, please?
1: Alex kissed one girl one time. Oh my time. God, I've
0: kissed multiple girls. <laughs> it's fine. Girl
1: too. Did you like it?
0: Did you? Me? Did you kiss? Yeah, a girl, girls like have it? softer lips.
3: They That's, do. That bird's <laughs> fees.
0: I mean, really, let's just get over it. Girls are better kissers, but I have Austin and I like him. Like I love him. (laughs) Clearly, we live together. (laughs) Like all right, (laughs) I'll stick
3: with that one. But by the way, did you say yes? Oh yeah, yes, (laughs) I said yes.
0: (laughs) First, you tried to put it on the wrong hand, and I was like, "Uh, that's the wrong." Okay, so he's Austin. If you you don't know me, probably if you're listening to this. but i'm not a super like se- i have sentimental moments but i don't always present as a sentimental person or like overly emotional i am on the inside but on the outside i can appear very deadpan can't relate um, i okay <laughs> no, you i know that there are folks in this room who i've known long enough to know they're the same way i am the
3: same way <clears throat> this is carter i am
0: the same way see so you know it's
2: because you're really like i just
0: don't seem like i care well, too so am much I, but i, but cry I really if the care too much the wrong way I cry too, but it always makes people uncomfortable because it's it's like normal and then crying and then they're like, Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, just leave me alone. Like, don't look at me. You're also I turn into a three-year-old. You're an
1: angry crier.
0: I am an angry crier, which also throws people because I've seen I can be like very I'm like a viper that's just crying. <laughs> like, imagine a crying viper, and it's very confusing for most people. And then they just leave, which is good.
3: Have your crying behaviors changed since having a baby? Oh, my God. Night?
0: Yes. Yes. I cry at really dumb things now. Not the things I should cry at. I did not cry when she was born. I did not cry when I was proposed to. I do cry if I think a puppy looks too cute. So... <laughs> <laughs> I cried in Alaska as we were going around the bend because the view was beautiful. Okay, oh. but I did not cry when I was proposed to you. Yeah, she's not so, that gentle at all. I'm crying at pretty skies. About nature. Nature is what gets me. That's my soul. It's what speaks to me. She's made of trees. I am. Crazy. But anyway, back to
2: yeah.
0: talking about all these things, oh, all I the think.
3: gay things.
2: I feel like you haven't get, gotten to talk a lot, babe. I'd love to bring you into I'd this like, conversation. I've been...
3: I'd like to finish the story of that day. Oh, about... yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I
1: yeah. think we should hear the rest of it from Carter's. point okay. yes. yes. I'd be happy to. So I get a text. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I'm emotionally exhausted. I think I'm just going to come out to my parents. <laughs> so I frantically text back, Do you think this is wise? This sounds like something you're pondering. That's, you know, I support you. But emotional exhaustion in a highly emotional confession or reveal may not add up. And she's like, no, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. Well, I'm five minutes away. <laughs> I was going to pick her up. And I was like, okay, just hop in the car. She's like, no, you're come in. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, do you feel like now is the time? She's like, yes, again, I told them you were coming in. You have to come in now. So now I have to park my Prius. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm meeting the parents. Same day as the coming out experience. Um, You know, just chug the rest of my iced coffee. Head on in. Um, There are a couple of animals, so... There wasn't, so again, the emotionality was not directed at the moment. It was more the animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they were really cute. They're great for redirecting emotions. Yes. Really. Oh, my gosh. I was like, hello, everyone. And I just spent about five minutes in inwardly calming down by pet therapy. And then I walked in, and Anna's like, well, this is Carter. And then she sat down and was fiercely quiet for the next <gasps>
1: 15 minutes so I had to, She threw you right to the wolves. She didn't even give you a chance.
3: I had to razzle dazzle and I was like okay well. But you're good um, at that. Yeah but that doesn't
1: I mean You should have like brought your framed degree with you and right, pulled it out on the table right. and just set it down. So
3: yeah within five minutes I got who are you what do you do you know do you did you go to jail once all that and so <laughs>
1: it did not
2: actually ask no that. but
3: in so many parents are good at that thing yeah
2: Mm-mm.
3: are you an axe murderer yeah. right and so i kind of just schmoozed my way through and
2: um, you're such a good schmoozer babe
3: you know within a few minutes it was fine just getting to know them but it was interesting cuz i had heard a lot of commentary from both anna and sam about who they are as people and it was really nice to be able to understand the dynamics firsthand um, and then I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> because, again, I was not really... There was one point where Anna was like, oh, yeah, Carter does this. Why don't you talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, were you just, like, hyperventilating yeah. in the corner at this point? <laughs> Wait, like, Carter's employed. You yeah. just started yeah. yelling, yelling facts and So at this point, Anna <laughs> has taken off her bra. It's in her hand. <laughs>
2: Just not, not in, in front of my. No, no, no not she, in front of my parents. So, right in front of my salad.
3: <laughs> She's sitting in a chair. I'm sitting in a chair across the room, you know, safe space. And she has her backpack on with a pin with boobies, which I love, but still backpack on, bra off she's again she looks like she had a long day it was a long day and she's just like basically interjecting bullet points for me to then speak on for the next five ten minutes so to avoid any awkward silences with her parents (laughs) yet she's not providing any support to that conversation and I'm trying to pull her in like oh yeah well you know Anna and then she would not comment on a statement that I directed towards her anyway it went well and we left and we carried on
2: with our lives I would just like to say that the reason I I felt like I needed to bring you in was because I think you're really great and I felt like if I came out to them and then showed them oh I'm with this really great person they would be a little bit more understanding of it it. soften the blow and it would soften the blow and be like oh no she's actually with this really great person and you're in a you're in the medical field, and my mother is as well. And I I just thought you guys could relate. And Carter, you're and such a good
1: conversationalist. I know I've said that thanks. to you before, but I think that that is like a huge character trait that you have. I think you are an incredibly good conversationalist. Thank you. That's why I need you. Seemed. I identify more with Anna, where I'm
0: just like fact vomiting until someone's like, please stop talking. <laughs>
3: Wow, and plot twist! This <laughs> is a complete size you know, side, sidebar nation. But um, then your mother and your father were talking about going to a mermaid wedding.
2: Oh, it was mermaid themed yeah. at the aquarium. It was at like the Newport Aquarium.
3: And the to-be <laughs> husband went to grade school with me.
2: Love that. Was such a small. Who girl. is having
3: a mermaid wedding and they're not gay? It's
0: like a this straight was couple. This is hetero.
2: This was hetero.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: From what I heard, it was very elegant. It was actually not tacky at all. I love an so. elegant
1: mermaid.
0: Uh, me too. Alex I didn't might even be know an that elegant mermaid.
1: <laughs> we're all elegant mermaids. I, I don't really like fish.
0: Right, you don't, so I can't do that. But, I mean, I just didn't know that a mermaid wedding was something that existed. You guys so. were
1: opening Alex's eyes to the potentials for her own wedding. <laughs> Little do not know, have
0: mermaid this is money, the beginning okay? of the mermaid wedding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Mine would be a very different
2: mermaid wedding. But anyway, I think it went well. It sounds like it went so. It went as well as could be
1: expected. Maybe even better.
2: At the end of the day, they just want me to be with somebody who cares about me. I do.
1: I think that your family is very loving, and I think that they have your best interest at heart, 100%. I think that there's a big generational thing about how you respond to this. And if you were raised in a place where queer people were out, where people who you knew directly who in your immediate family were queer. Obviously, it's a little bit jarring of an experience. And i it's hard for me to not just expect everyone to be as proud and gay as I am. You know, I have a completely unrealistic expectation of other humans in that way. So I think that I get a little bit... And I will say, our family, me and Alex's family, does not care at all. I think that Carter and I were talking before we started recording about her coming out experience and we'll let her talk on that but it sounds very similar to mine which is just that I never came out I didn't have to I do have I have one funny coming out story and I'll tell you that I everyone just knew that I was queer and there was never a conversation about it and they kind of would like make jokes about it in a way that I knew not in, a, in an antagonizing way but in a way that kind of reassured me like oh it's not a big deal um, but I never had to sit everybody down and say mom dad First of all, my parents are not sitting down in the same room together, but <laughs> yes. even if they were. Mom, mom, dad, dad. Jeez. Everyone. <laughs> like, that would be ours. Yeah. I, we just We never had the conversation. It never needed to happen. I don't know if it was just assumed, if my parents are very observant, whatever. My stepmom is like very pro-gay so she was uh, I I honestly think that our parents were pretty excited when I started dating women but I think mom's preference would just to be all gay children my mom would love my mom is the best gay mom like I can't explain to you how proud my mom is to have a gay kid she tags me in gay Facebook posts. She, if I, like, post a good androgynous butch look on Facebook, she will share it with her friends on her Facebook page. My mom is the best pro-gay mom, and I am so lucky to have her. But, okay. So, my whole family was kind of just aware there was never a thing, whatever. My grandmother, who is legitimately one of my best friends. I love my grandma so much. We spend so much time together. She will absolutely listen to this podcast and might hate me for telling this story. My grandmother... <laughs> I guess just never knew. I don't, I, we never talked about it, but I never talked about it with anybody. So I guess she just didn't pick up on it. I don't know. So I was in kind of my first, um, adult serious relationship with a woman. And I had dated girls when I was teenagers and whatever, but I had never brought anyone home before. And I was dating a girl and it was very new. And I had, we had gone on our first date, uh, we went zip lining and it very gay. Yeah. <laughs> and not only do we go zip lining, we went zip lining in a cave that we had to drive two hours to get to. And then we drank pizza and beer. We didn't drink the pizza. We ate pizza and drank beer afterwards. It was a very lesbian date. <laughs> so we took some pictures when we were zip lining. Obviously not a thing you do every day, kind of a standout thing. And I posted the pictures on Facebook. So my grandmother sees them. She's very Facebook savvy. And she says, next time I saw her a week or so later, she says, oh, tell me about your zip lining. That looked really fun. And I said, yeah, it was a really good time. And she asked who I went with, and I told her it was this girl. And she said, oh, you've been hanging out with her a lot. And I said, yeah, I I have. That's fair, yeah. And she said, you know, she's got a very pretty face. <laughs> and I said, she does. And I this is no, no shade on my grandma at all because she is so accepting. But I do think that that is like, people-aged-50-and-ups way of saying, like, she's cute, but she's butch. You know what I mean? Like, her face is so cute, but I don't know what's going on with the rest of this. So I think, um... Oh, God! I said, yes, she does have a very pretty face, I agree. And she said, kind of hesitantly, well, I don't want to be stereotypical here, and and you can tell me if this is bad. Is she a lesbian? And I said... (laughs) That's okay to ask. Uh, yeah, she is. She is a lesbian. Yeah. And my grandma said, well, does she have a partner, a, a significant other, a girlfriend? And I said, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and my grandma just... How have I never heard this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't call you and tell you immediately. This was years ago. But my grandma just kind of paused and looked a little taken aback. And she said, the, I'm not making this up. The first thing she said was... Well, I guess you've been exposed to that sort of thing. <laughs> and I don't know if that means, like, we went to art school or... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that... I don't know. means you have been around a lot of gays, so... And I just said... What can you do? Yeah, I guess we have. I don't know. And then... I think maybe that day or the next day, my grandma met that girl, actually. So maybe we did kind of the same thing. But that was the only time I ever really had to come out. And I was just genuinely confused that she didn't know. It caught me really off guard that I had to actually tell someone out loud. So I've been very privileged in the fact that I didn't have to have a coming out. I never had to worry about anybody's reactions. I kind of told my dad, sort of, when I was dating this same girl, and he said... Well, I'd like to say thanks for telling me, but you know I don't care. And I said, <laughs> "Okay." Yeah, that's pretty true to form. He I would like to say
0: as from our grandma. Like this is the same grandma that asked me if dating a guy with a tongue ring made anything different. Um, so kudos to her because she asks questions when she's curious about something in a way that's not shaming someone, which is yes. what people should do when they don't understand something. Like, if you don't get it, it's okay to say, like, I don't really get it. But then ask to have it explained to you. Like, don't just say no because you don't understand or you don't agree with that decision. Like, acknowledge that we're all different. Acknowledge that what I do has nothing to do with
1: you. And then
0: try to understand. Like, that's all anyone is asking.
1: And since this point, my grandma has been nothing but so loving to... Any partner I've had. My girlfriend right now, my grandparents love. When I come over, they're like, well, where's she? They, Our other grandma who I was with, we went down to visit another grandma this weekend, said... Where's my grandson? And and my brother was around, and I pointed to him, and she said, Well, where's my other granddaughter? And I was like, I'm right here. And she said, No, my other granddaughter. And I was like, Oh, you mean my girlfriend? I don't know where she is. I don't know. But our family is super accepting, and that's really cool. And, Carter, it seems like you had kind of a similar non-coming out. Yeah.
3: um, So I think because of my parents' background as psychologists. I can't tell if I would love that or hate that. So they're good people. Um, I should be a lot more maladjusted than I am but um so I think for them in it's almost like the education factor so if there was you know they would be more if they were curious they'd be more inclined to do my family's a bunch of scientists to kind of I don't know um try to explore it in their fields and they have this very objective almost a little it's a little dehumanizing it's kind of like well everyone's on a sexual spectrum and that's that you know so I think when my sister and I um, started dating they kind of it was almost like pressure to explore it was like okay so you need like you have the sense of self you need to explore it and don't let us down by not exploring it, you know? <laughs> like, almost like, you know, we love you no matter what, and they're very good at talking about it. And I grew up with a, a very diverse set of parents around and things like that, a bunch of gays, a bunch, I mean, all around. I mean, my parents were very good at curating a good personal experience, but they... I think if we were and I don't want to say boring but if we kind of were hyper traditional I think they would have us talking with us they would have said okay if this you know let's talk about your preferences or let's talk about this so I think yeah when it comes to dating women for my sister and myself even with my grandparents it was like good job exploring (laughs) Um, and they I think it was just a trust it was like you know yourself Um, we, you don't need to explain yourself to us. You don't need to, I don't know, reveal things. I think they felt deep down that they knew us Mm -hmm. and they, by, because as psychologists, if we had given them some sort of plot twist, then that would be like, well, are we just, we don't know our kids. (laughs) So I think they started off very. Trying to like, give you permission. Um, yeah, it was even before, and I mean, this is before even like puberty. It was very uh, open Socratic discussion about people and what things mean. Um, so yeah, there was no formal coming out. It was kind of just like, yeah, here, meet my significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I think my the only thing feedback that I've gotten from my parents is I I think. They figured that I would end up with women because I feel like, this is what they tell me, I'm a complex person and that's their nice way of saying I'm difficult <laughs> but so they felt like to understand the depths of who I am, there would, all, there would need to be some empathy so I think they kind of had that supposition that I would end up with women um, just because I'm, a, I'm like a beautiful chaotic mess Yeah, that's nice. So uh, that's really the only thing that they were like, oh, I figured or this or that. And then my dad's only thing is like, you need to know how to season food. That's his only requirement.
1: (laughs) So your significant other? Only. As if you roll up here with only salt and
3: pepper, I'm going to show you the door. It's a judgment issue with him. He's like, you have poor judgment. (laughs) This simply will not do. Anything else is free game. Like... I kind of feel him on that, though, because...
1: A little bit, yeah. If I dated someone and they said, let me cook you a meal, and they made me boiled chicken with salt and pepper, I'd say, like, this has been great. I have somewhere to be right now. Right. Uh, enjoy your chicken. Right. And then I
3: think we would be done. <laughs> well, that's something that he, every single time, where I'm like, oh, he's like, are you going to bring anyone to this or this event or this or that? And he's like, okay, well, can they eat? Do they have a good palate? <laughs>
1: <laughs> can they eat? <laughs> What's
3: going on? And I was like, you just don't worry about
1: it. I don't think I could date a picky eater Like, if either. this person orders chicken
0: fingers, I am walking out of here.
3: But Listen, I like a good chicken finger. It's not even the chicken finger. It's, <laughs> did you want Cajun? What did you want with that? Are you just going to eat a dry chicken finger? Do you right. enjoy buffalo sauce? Do not catch ketchup. For him, it's like some <laughs> primal evolutionary issue. It's like, if you do not acknowledge that this is a need in life, then you cannot date my daughters or something like that. But
2: you don't have to worry about that.
3: No, I don't.
1: Anna cooks good.
3: She does. She's she's pretty good at that. She too. can season
1: some food. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes. There's like two <laughs> seasoning settings for Anna. It's seasoning or
1: garlic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a white people thing. Can I, think I say Anna that? And I are just the same. Person, I think it's actually. a white people thing. I think. That garlic is like a white person food group. I'm dead serious. I will get hate on this podcast for this, but I haven't never met a white person who was not like, "Oh, I put six cloves of garlic in my mac and cheese." But like it's I so just, good. it is so good. Alex back me up. It's
0: delicious. I eat sometimes in the winter. My favorite thing to eat is just roasted like roasted garlic. garlic on toast. Oh my god. Alex makes garlic fermented garlic and she eats it. <laughs> it's garlic in all forms is delicious.
1: I'm not. I'm not hate non-garlic I as a white person <laughs> enjoy garlic I do perhaps it's because it's like white do you like think it's is is a white food I think it's an accessible flavor yes. I think that it's not too well it is it's a good much way sometimes. to start seasoning and it's yes. cheap at the grocery and store so people to, are just like well I can try it and if I hate
0: it I only lost it's 50 very, cents
1: garlic is universal you could put it in any kind of food. like there it it works on fish it works on and passe, they make it, it on in one. a salt version they so what also, more could white people sodium. ask for yeah <laughs> but salt plus garlic i love a little water retention yeah. i i think yeah i think that garlic is a phenomenon our mother is a garlic person uh, oh. i have a really close friend who is a garlic fanatic to the point where the rest of us in the friend group have to pull back a little bit we have to mm. we have in fact hidden Garlic cloves before, so that you couldn't find them in order to put them in food. But no, I think. But it's um, all good for you. As a partially white person,
3: (laughs) garlic from time to time, no issue. Garlic every day, some issue.
2: (laughs) I need a respirator. (laughs) I just if you come over to my house at any given time, it's gonna smell like garlic. I can't
1: handle having garlic
2: breath. Sorry, not sorry.
1: I think that's my issue. I just don't want to eat so much of it that you can tell I've been eating it. And that's my concern. I feel like I can't get it out of my mouth, can't get it off my hands. When I first learned how to cook, and I, again, because I was raised by white people, I swear to God that's why, I was taught that, like, you season things with butter, salt, pepper, garlic. That's what's on everything. So once I was dating someone and I made them dinner, and I made green beans, mashed potatoes, and salmon, and everything on the plate had butter, salt, pepper, and garlic on it. And I was like wait, Sam, <laughs> you put garlic in all three pieces of this meal, and that seems like a lot of garlic. <laughs> and then it occurred Sounds to me... like delicious. essentially you're only eating garlic just, <laughs> with a little bit of stuff. Yeah, how you're getting the garlic to your mouth yeah. is different here. I love that this coming out episode has turned into a garlic <laughs> episode. But I think that... Uh, because that was my gateway turning point to yeah. realize that you could do like a lemon parmesan broccoli with your garlic salmon and that those are complementary and you mm-hmm. don't need to put garlic <laughs> in every single piece of your meal. So uh,
0: the other the other gateway spice for white people is lemon pepper.
1: So <laughs> we do love a good lemon and you know what lemon pepper's
0: good on salmon too so Salmon is also a gateway fish, but we can continue mm-hmm. talking about food on a different episode because I could go on and on. Right. <laughs> Honestly, if you're a white person and you have never tried food from a different culture, you're what? not living your life and you need to branch out because, and also, like, you need to go to more than like a fake Mexican or Chinese
3: restaurant. Applebee's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Olive Garden. Olive Garden does not count as any type of olive garden is american food and i will fight you if you disagree with all me olive
3: garden is the capri sun of juice
0: yes and let's not like just quit ordering crispy bacon please that's where do you love who loves crispy bacon in here you <laughs> oh.
2: have you had it not crispy before
3: yes i prefer crispy all things
2: Okay, well, that's... Sam are the same that way. I like oh, bacon. it. We were living together. I want the fat she to melt it in to my still too. Be oinking when it was hitting her. Yeah, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I would
0: prefer to like minimally cook things. Soft bacon. I think I just not don't soft. Trust this is what I like when I go Perfect to Waffle House. Perfect piece of I bacon in my head is like crispy around the edge, soft. Bacon's still soft, like the fat's still soft. That's what I like. like I like I want the, the fat, fat to, to melt be soft.
1: in my mouth. That's the what like want. red part can be. I like Solid. it to be a jerky texture. Right. Yes. We're analyzing bacon now. This is great. We're gonna do a food episode next. Yeah. I will say I don't trust people who don't like Indian food.
2: If oh, I'm dating you and you yes. say
1: I just don't really like Indian, I'm like we're not compatible in any way. Yeah. Indian and sushi. If you can't eat either of those two things, if you can't eat both of those things, maybe at the same time. I don't really have time for you. That's where you, this I'm at. could be us,
3: but you have but a, you, a you trash want, pack. So there you go. Or if you have such a sensitivity to spice that you can't eat, like, oh my pineapple because it's so spicy. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Something happened genetically.
0: All sexuality this to say spectrum. that we believe wholeheartedly <laughs> in Carter's dad.
1: Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> so, it's Definitely what you should look for in a partner is good taste in food, and that's really all it is. <laughs> Bump to genitals. I'm really just worried about right. what your food taste is. In, <laughs> in
3: full, just bring it full circle, sexuality is a spectrum and a spice rack
1: yes oh i love that perfect i was actually so i'm thinking here's the thing that i'm thinking i'm thinking hold on okay first of all before we get into this i would like to do a, just a little bit of a reminder for maybe people who know and forgot or for people who don't know um i think that with sexuality spectrums language is very important and impactful. And I think that if you are new to the idea of uh, the fact that there are more than one or two sexualities, it's important that we kind of define a couple words. So, base level, sex and gender are not the same thing. So, um, you and sex and sexuality are not the same thing. So, sex is what your anatomy deemed um, to some doctor because of a flawed social ideal. Uh, Sex is what genitals you were born with. Based upon Um, your chromosome. Right. Um, Which there is more than just male and female also. There are intersex people. Um, There's more than what you think of. And gender is what your gender... What gender you identify as. So because you have a vagina does not mean that your gender is female. Because you have a penis doesn't mean that your gender is male. Um, So gender and sex are not only not related. They are both some sort of spectrum, but they're not necessarily... They are parallel, but not identical to each other. Um, also, who wants to tell me about the difference between cisgender and transgender people? Because this seems to be a question that people have been asking a lot. Anybody? Anybody? I'll, I'll try. I'll take a whack at Ena, it. You know, give us the rundown. Um,
2: So correct me if I if I start saying anything that is incorrect, but... Um, Cisgender is you identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth. Uh, You asked about transgender. Mm -hmm. Um, You identify as something other than what you were assigned as birth, whether that's male female, something
1: in between, something not at all. It's just not what you were assigned at birth. And the trans, um, well, so often people shorten those words also to cis and trans. So, yeah, you got those right. Cis means that you identify as what you were assigned Um, and trans mean do identify as something else from what you were assigned. Um, The trans umbrella is very big, and it does not just encompass people who were assigned female and now identify as male, or who were assigned male and now identify as female. There are non-binary people who identify as neither. Um, There are a whole wealth of people who fall somewhere in between there. Uh, But we are not talking about your sex right now or your gender right now we are talking about sexuality which is who you are attracted to in a romantic or sexual or an emotional fashion so important distinction Um, maybe we'll have an episode about trans identities later on but for now so because alex is the straightest out of all of us (laughs) i thought it would be fun to um question her give her a little quiz on some identity terms and see if she knows what they are. So, right. we'll start very easy. Uh, heterosexual. Tell me what you got. It means you go you're straight. You're <laughs> straight. Yes, right. So you I you are attracted to uh I I hesitate to say the opposite gender, but like according to society yes. that's how they're going to say. Um, homosexual.
0: Not straight. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, I guess just whoever you go for the same person, same sex person as you.
1: Sure. Same gender.
0: Same gender person as you.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So. You're just not straight. I know that much. That's true. (laughs) If you're identifying as homosexual, you're probably not straight. (laughs) That would be a confusing time. (laughs) Uh, So we'll break down the LGBT QIA umbrella. Um, So the L stands for lesbian. Which is? Two ladies or multiple ladies. Oh, well, that's inclusive of you. Okay. The G is for gay. That's dudes. (laughs) But I will say, um, so gay originally was was men who were attracted to men, but gay has become a little bit of an umbrella term in itself recently, Uh, and so like... Plenty of women and non-binary people and and a gender or whoever people will also call themselves gay. You do not need to be a man to call yourself gay anymore. But originally, we needed lesbian and gay in the in the acronym because you needed
0: to be able to tell the difference. Okay. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, bisexual means you like ladies or dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about pansexual?
0: Pansexual. It means you like everybody, right?
1: Anna, do you have feelings about the difference between bisexual and pansexual? Sure do. Um,
2: Let's hear about it.
1: So, I mean,
2: I am still very new to the community, um, but in the way that I identify myself, um, which is bisexual, I personally feel that it means I am attracted to genders of, that are the same as mine and genders that are not mine, and that's the the binary Um, I think that most bisexual people would agree that they understand that there are not just two genders and that they are not attracted to just people who identify as male or female. Um, I feel that it's a preference. I don't want to speak for everybody, but, um, I feel that pansexual and bisexual, um, are very similar. And I feel that, um, for me at least, bisexual was just what felt right to me and, I don't, it's been kind of hard to navigate because the the term even bisexual has been a lot has been under scrutiny a lot I think mm. because you know more people are becoming aware of the fact that there are more than two genders but that was never the binary that I had in my head of just men or women it was myself and other people yeah so
0: which like definition wise would be pansexual right because like pan includes gender non-conforming trans people gender fluid whatever if we're
1: going by like strict definition but a lot of people use bisexuality and pansexuality kind of interchangeably yeah and it's which i about think is true one think like is that makes sense for you um like choosing your identity and, and finding something that you feel encompasses what what your feelings are is kind of complicated and deeply personal for people so um like policing how people identify is a big thing in the queer community um telling people well if you identify as bisexual that's transphobic because you're excluding trans people from who you're attracted to um unless you're a transphobic person no it's not um saying i'm I'm attracted to men doesn't exclude trans men unless you're a garbage human being um and then it does and then you have your own problems going on yeah but (laughs) Carter just gave me a finger agree uh, sign.
2: But to that note, I just feel like, you know, on the other side of that, something that I've seen commented is like, if people are making this argument that identifying as bisexual is transphobic, why is identifying as straight not
1: like innately offensive? Right. Because if you're saying I'm only attracted to women, does that mean that you're excluding trans women? Which for some people it is, but those people are transphobic. It's not your label that is transphobic. It's your you as a person yeah. right but that's never
2: brought up it's right usually directed at bisexuals which is my
1: but the, issue with the lgbt it. community has a lot of inherent biphobia that we have like been dealing with forever and it is super common for people of a more strict sexuality like someone who is strictly hom- uh, homosexual to say that they would not date someone who was bisexual or pansexual and a common argument that people have against it is that there's i'm saying this in the biggest quotation marks ever too much competition um that like if you are a person who has a vagina that someone who's dating you would miss things that someone with a penis could do with them um and that's like Uh, a common thought that people have there are a lot of lesbians who will not date bisexual women and there are a lot of gay men who will not date bisexual men it's also often a misconception that being bisexual is like a train stop on the road to being gay yeah and that's
0: Well, you hear that a lot from people. Like, you know, there's no such thing as bisexual. You're either gay or you're not. Like,
2: that's I, obviously not the case. Yeah. I yeah, ne- clearly. I, I never understood why it, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess because I am, I don't understand that mentality, why it's not a complete It's its identity. own destination. It's, yep, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I never kind of understood that confusion or that Mm -hmm. that insecurity but again that's I mean that's not my community that's you know I don't have the same experiences as lesbians or gay men or you know what their experiences are with um people that identify as bisexual or what they've been told is the norm for bisexuals and I feel like that's kind of where it's come from is this just kind of what's the word I'm looking for stereotype yeah yeah and um yeah, that's kind of been my biggest issue with it. My other issue is I feel like the communities that I've been more involved in, or like the articles that I choose to read and the things that I hear people say, there's a lot of pressure on people who identify as bisexual to be extremely sexual people. And that, like, our sexuality mm. is like the forefront of our personality, and yeah. that we are always. You know, like looking to get down and dirty. With everybody. With everybody at all times. I mean, are you not Anna? Hey.
0: <laughs> I've known you for a long time and I just like when you talk, that's all I hear. I just I'm just, <laughs> I'm just getting, she's, getting. that's a total joke. <laughs> she's being so sarcastic. I yeah. literally don't think I've ever had a conversation with you that's only been about sex.
1: I wish that everyone could see Anna's <laughs> scandalized face in that <laughs> statement.
2: But that's, I mean, that's another thing that I kind of, um, I think is unfortunate in the, the inner fighting in the community is that, you know, we're just out here to bang everybody. And um, that is <laughs> not the case. I feel like, you know, we like it as much as, as the next person. Just because we enjoy it with different people doesn't mean that we have this, like, crazy sex drive mm-hmm. that yeah. is, just cannot be contained. And even if you do, it doesn't. <laughs> call upon how and even if that how you identify
1: yourself. yeah even if that were the case there are like plenty of straight people who just want to bone 24 yeah. 7 like it's not a strictly bisexual quality like right that's just about your sex drive that does not have anything to do with your, yeah. like your libido
0: and your sexuality are not connected which all goes back to science so right let's please not just act like that's Something that someone chooses to do.
1: I'm glad we had a little bi erasure conversation. <laughs> um, okay, so these are two of my favorite ones, and I'm going to give them to you together because okay. I think it's going to help you guess what they mean because I bet you don't know these. Um, so there's androsexual and then there is gynosexual. Oh, I don't know these. They're two of my favorites. Androsexual and gynosexual? Mm-hmm. Like, andro clearly means androgynous. It does not mean androgynous. But then what would it mean? So, There's no other word that starts with andro. Uh, there is like a um, origin of the word andro. Um, <laughs> that was a
0: joke. You guys can't see me, but that was a joke.
1: Androsexual means that you are attracted to people who present masculine of center, and gynosexual means that you are attracted to people who present feminine of center. So okay. regardless of their genitals or their or their gender identity, if they lean masculine, you're attracted to them, or if they lean feminine, you're attracted so, to them. So what if you don't care? Like, then you're just neither of those things. Right. And this is, like, maybe it's just a thing that you choose to identify as. So maybe you are attracted to all genders, but you're really only attracted to people who look pretty masculine. Then, like, you could choose to identify as androsexual, And that kind of... That's a little... Gives a little bit more clarification than pansexual. You could say, I'm pansexual, but I only really am ever finding myself attracted to very feminine people. Then, like, gynosexual kind of pinholes that a little bit more and makes it a little bit more clear for you. That's actually a way better... I just like it because I Language, think it's a nice, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it gives a little bit more, I think it, people tend to, like, have preferences. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Um, what about questioning? Questioning? Mm-hmm. It's, like, clear. In terms just, of what? Just questioning. You identify as questioning.
0: Like, you just haven't made up your mind yet.
1: Yeah. You're just trying some things out. Figuring yeah. out what. Figuring that out. That would be
0: what, like, older folks call, like, Exploring, yes, <laughs> finding yourself. But you probably don't identify as
1: exploring. But I but mean, but if someone was like,
0: "Who do you? What are you into?" You'd be like, "I don't know. I'm just. I'm major? just like finding myself." Explorative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what about
1: asexual?
0: It means you're just cool with being by yourself. You don't really need to have
1: sex at all. You don't feel that attraction or need. That's true. And asexual is a big. There's a very wide spectrum of asexuality too, so that could mean that you have no sexual or romantic feelings towards anyone ever it could mean that it's very rare for you to have those feelings it could mean that you don't have romantic feelings but you do have sexual it could mean vice versa um also could mean you have no sexual arousal yes physiologically. yeah maybe you still have an emotional attraction to people Mm -hmm. but you have no physical attraction to people whatever um it is a big spectrum and a lot of people there is like uh, gray, a lot of people identify as like gray, which means it 's really rare like it does happen, but it is like not a common thing um and in relation to that there's demisexual do you know what that is Just one step towards the sexual <laughs> up from asexual no, that 's not wrong um so demisexual <laughs> usually means that in order to find someone sexually attractive, you have to find you have to build a very um close emotional connection to them first okay. that you don 't you're not going to go out to the bar and you hook up like, with somebody. You oh, don't I want to sleep with them. Yeah, person. you're not, probably not going to have a one-night stand. Um, you have to build a sort of deep personal connection with someone before you find them sexually attractive. Or that could be... You could be demi-romantic, which means, like, you have to build a deep friendship with them or maybe a deep sexual relationship with them before you can be romantically attracted to them. Um, that's a thing, too. It's all a thing. And there are a lot... This is, like, in no way... Um, obviously that is not every identity that exists and i want to kind of asterisk that if you identify as none of those things that's okay if you identify as multiple of those things that's okay there are also things like with being like asexual you could also be aromantic or a gender which just means that you do not maybe you do not identify as a gender Um, you're
0: just a human being
1: okay and that's cool. What it really boils down to, but the whole like world what is it really boils down is to is just like blow. why do
0: people care about what other people feel about themselves?
2: I feel like Carter
1: has a lot to say about that. Yeah,
2: you can just... speak to the non-identity portion of that.
3: Um I think in the same vein as of being unique and being able to define yourself the way you want. It you know, if you don't necessarily fall into a category that's been published. And I say published meaning, like, as, as Sam is quizzing about certain terms, there may not be a term for what you are. Yeah. And that's okay. And if you want to journey to a term, that's also okay. Um, but I think, again, I'm a scientist, so I think in my field we've sometimes over categorize categorize people or humans, so to not have a category might be comforting um, you may truly be extremely unique and that's just as beautiful
0: yeah, yeah, and it's okay like if someone asks you a question about how you identify and you don't want to answer them or don't feel that it's their business, just tell them that like it's not their business and it's really time
1: it's not safe to answer that I've definitely been mm-hmm. in situations where people are asking you in an antagonizing way and and outing yourself to mm-hmm. someone could put you in a potentially unsafe situation. And that's a big asterisk I wanted to put on this episode, too. Um, This is by no means like a pressure for people to come out. I don't, you should never out someone else. You should never feel like you need to come out if it's going to put you in a dangerous situation or a situation that's going to put you at risk. If you could lose your safe housing or your income or your stability um, because of coming out, it's okay for whatever reason that you have to not come out. You can do things on your own timeline Nobody else's timeline should put pressure on yours. And if someone outs you against your will, that person is not your friend and they have no place in your life. It is not your business to tell anybody else's business without their permission. Um, So that's really important. I feel like for people to know if you suspect that someone is a certain sexuality, I don't care. You don't get to decide that for them until they come to you and tell you that that you don't have any business telling other people that. Um, yeah, it's like I asking just... a woman if she's pregnant when you're not really sure. You don't just do don't it. do it until she tells you she's pregnant. Leave it alone. Yeah. I don't care if she is literally or in labor. A person until she says <laughs> I'm pregnant, woman. you leave it alone. Yeah, no. So I if think the baby that's...
0: falls out right in front of you, just don't
1: just catch the baby and move on with your life don't even ask (laughs) catch the it's that simple guys but i also think on the flip side of not having labels for some people labels form a sense of community they give you a sense of identity uh i also think that a lot of labels don't work for me um not only because of like sexuality but i think that a lot of labels don't work for me because of like my my idea of my own gender um a lot of people would just say, Sam, you're a lesbian, and that's cool, but I consider myself pretty gender-fluid, and so calling me a lesbian on days where I'm feeling very masculine doesn't work for me. So I pick queer, which also, queer is not a, a sexuality that we went over. Queer is, used to be a slur, and a lot of people are still uncomfortable with it, and that's okay. But a lot of people have also reclaimed it as, like, an empowerment phrase. And I identify as queer because it is an umbrella term. So queer is, I, it's the same as identifying as, you're just an LGBTQ person. Um... So it, pretty
2: much anything just not yes
1: it encompasses everything except a straight cisgendered person so even if you are a trans person who's straight maybe you still identify as queer um you're still in the umbrella it pretty much is everything except straight cis people so well, i that's like the queer. most fun word i think so i think it's a very round a word. lot of it things rhyme with nice. it we just ha- i'm a part of a like queer women's group and we just had an event called queers with beers and that was a fun little rhyme to do. Um, I like to call Sam my Queerio, which She is does, and she wants to make a little shirt that has a Cheerio box on it that says <laughs> Queerio instead Cause of Because I cheerio. think it would be so cute. <laughs> so I think, but then, like, I have, I know people in my life who me calling myself queer makes them uncomfortable because they know it as a slur, and they don't like for me to say slurs against myself. Um, and that's okay and understandable, but ultimately, like, your identity is so personal- that it's just about what you're comfortable with and what makes sense for you in your heart and in your soul and in your brain. So I'm a queer person. Carter's a queer person. But don't Hannah just call someone queer,
0: queer if they don't say it first. Hell
1: no. If you roll up to me on the street and call me queer to my face, I don't care if I just called myself queer in front of you, I will punch you. You do not get to call people queer. Unless they tell you that it is expressly okay, a lot of people still consider queer a slur. And depending on who it's coming from, I still consider it a slur. Um, don't... I asked permission if I could call Sam a queerio,
2: and I asked <laughs> if it
0: was offensive. So,
2: <laughs> do
0: you? I'm sorry.
2: You identify as straight, Alex, or do you?
0: I guess so. I don't ever like. I mean, I guess I'm in a situation where like people wouldn't ask because I have a baby and I in Austin yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I ever like consider. like Sam said we were never in a situation where our family was we didn't really mm-hmm. go to church it was never a thing so like mm-hmm. having to identify as something like I would say probably by like written terms yes okay. this is like a d- more further explanation of that okay so I'm in a mom group where there are a lot of people who identify as bisexual and we had a discussion about it because obviously all of us have kids and have been in a relationship with a person who has a penis. Um, and some of those moms are in relationships with women now. But we were talking about like, how people who are bisexual children oftentimes are like, shamed in a way that's even further than just being bisexual because they have children. So people are like, well, you just don't like men because this man wronged you. So like, let me fix that by being an asshole. Um, which is not the way to go about it. But anyway, we were talking about how like my whole point in that conversation was that we have relationships that run deeply and it's not only sexual relationships that are relevant to your life. So I have relationships with women that are emotional relationships that are equally as valuable to me as my relationship with Austin. Like there's not a he doesn't trump all because I had a kid with him or like he doesn't trump all because that's the person that I have sex with Mm -hmm. there are relationships that if I lost they would hurt me just as much as losing him would hurt me and they're with women so if that means that I'm something other than straight then that's awesome but I don't feel like that needs to be defined in any way I think it's just being a human being Mm -hmm. which is what we all need to acknowledge like collectively that relationships don't have to be sexual to be valuable and a sexual relationship doesn't become more valuable than an emotional relationship because you're having sex with them. Like if it does, because that's how you, because personally, that's how it is for you, then that's fine. But for me, that's not how it is. Like I, I don't have a ton of friends (laughs) because I'm a generally like private ish person And I don't let people in easily, but if I do, like, that relationship to me is equally as valuable as anyone else that I've let into that circle. So, yeah, I don't know where to go other than that. Like, that was my whole point with that thing is, like, we we want to say, like, we're not attracted to women or we're not attracted to men or we're not attracted to trans people, Mm -hmm. but we can be in ways that aren't sexual. Like, the sexual relationship is not what defines us.
1: Beautifully put. so. Oh, important and hey, we got a website. It's, oh, yeah, it's adorpodcast.com. Adore, p- you should probably check that out. You can join our email list if you have some feedback to give us. And if it's about the sound quality, you're literally fired. So do not mention it. But <laughs> if you have feedback about our content, if you have questions, if you want some extra resources, if you have suggestions for further topics, we have a lovely little contact us box on our website. and We would love for you to say hey. Um, we also have a Facebook page hit us up there you can find us on soundcloud or apple Podcasts, or you can always listen on the website it's on the front page um we'll have a little bit of background info on anna and carter on their episode page so do that and while you're on itunes because i know you are you might as well leave us a five-star rating because this is hands down the best podcast you've ever listened to in your life
0: yeah at the very least we're the most open and we're sisters so where else do you get that
1: But if you're going to leave less than five stars, you should not. I think uh, stars one through four are broken.
0: (laughs) So They just don't exist. It's like Uber. There's a five star or there's nothing. Like, just don't. I have
1: left a one star rating on
0: Yeah, and they never come back. That's what happens when you leave a one star. They never come back.
1: You want us to come back. You do. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) 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 We'll be back eventually. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.